Kia ora Victoria McLennan toko ingoa. Welcome to Bridging the Gap, a podcast that celebrates diversity here in Aotearoa, New Zealand's digital technology industry. I'm the CEO of IT Professionals, Te Pō Hangarau Nayo. From developers to programmers, product managers to designers, this field is filled with a wide range of individuals who bring unique perspectives and skills to their mahi. Join us as we delve into the stories and experiences of those who strive to bridge the gap and foster a more inclusive and thriving digital technology community here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Kia ora, I'm here today with the fabulous Libby Schumacher-Knight, who I have known for some years now, so I'm really thrilled that Libby, you could give me some time to come and have a chat about your really interesting journey. Thank you, it's great to be here. So just so that people who are listening can get to know you a bit better and what you do, why don't you give us your elevator pitch or barbecue pitch of who you are and what you do in the digital technology industry? Cool. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm Libby. I'm a um, software developer, currently working for StoryPark, um, have worked for in the past for a couple of um, electricity companies, and uh, I changed careers quite late. Uh, some would say I had a bit of a midlife midlife crisis because it, it all kind of happened around when I um, turned 40. So previously well, I was a te- secondary school teacher um, and then uh, did in Spiral Dev Academy, which is now Dev Academy Aotearoa. Uh, and, yeah, I've been working as a developer since 2015. Wow, that's cool. I love your story. I love that you used to be a teacher. So when you were a teacher, you were a PE teacher, is that right? I w- yeah, that was my, yeah, that was my main teaching subject. But initially when I was at university, I did, a, did the phys ed degree, but back then, many, many years ago, like last century, um, I uh, didn't, didn't think I wanted to get into teaching. So I did a management degree. And within that management degree, I did information science to second year. So that then became my second teaching subject. Uh, and then I had the opportunity um, in a couple of schools to pick up some classes in um, computer studies, I think it was first, and then that changed to digital technology. And I'm yeah. still meeting PE teachers who are teaching DT in high schools. It's just crazy it, it I didn't know that was a thing and then now I keep yeah. meeting them yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an, an interesting combination of skills and yeah. capability yeah so we so tell us a little bit more about that decision to move from teaching into retraining yeah. and going back to square one yeah so um in my my last year teaching um at the start of that year I went and did attended a rails girls weekend which uh, uh weekends run volunteers run them to introduce women and, and girls to uh the rails world which is a, a a web framework um and that actually is the first place i heard about inspiral dev academy um and i really enjoyed it the people there were were great um in that same year we had just started teaching the new digital technology standards and we were going to be doing some programming which I had never done so I also did um, via Canterbury University a um, the intro to programming paper 
online. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed doing that. And uh, then, yeah, and then through the year was was teaching some programming as well. And I, I just kind of also was at a point where I'm not sure I want to teach PE for the rest of my career. Um, and I wanted to improve at the um, get better and learn more about programming. So I was able to take a year of what's called refreshment leave. Um, so in 2015, I had had that year and I, I did attended Inspiral Dev Academy. Um, unfortunately, um, it didn't work out was going back to the, the school I was at. And so then I, I kind of took the opportunity to see what else was available out there for me and got a job as a developer. Yeah. And you're still enjoying it this eight years later? Yeah, I am. Yep. Still learning. I think if I, it, if it was a, yeah, I'm still really enjoying all the learning that is happening for me. Um, but probably more important for me that that keeps me going is the people, the people I work yeah. with, um, nice. and not just yeah, not just the immediate people in my team, like developers and product managers, but the the company wide as well. Yeah, nice. So just changing tack a little bit, it must have been really strange coming into this industry as a person who's reskilled and retrained when you already have work experience and you're a fully functioning adult who's who's worked with teams before and all of those things. Um, have there been any challenges that you've needed to overcome since you've been working as a developer? I don't, yeah, I was thinking about this before and I'm not, there's nothing in particular that really stands out for me. Um, and maybe that's because I like had have had a career before and, and know yeah. know how to and are very good at navigating um, people. <laughs> um, so I guess maybe the the uh, I guess one challenge is I've definitely had my my ups and downs of of um, or, or or frequent times where I felt like I don't know what I'm doing and. And people will figure that out, and um, yeah. So I guess a bit of a little bit of imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Um, That definitely was more in the you know when I the first few years, less so now, but still is still something that at times I struggle with. Yeah, I can imagine. I think everyone goes through that, no matter how old we Mm. get. Mm. And as as I commented when I saw you, because you and I haven't seen each other in person in real life since um. Pre-COVID, how we both mm. got grey hair now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we are still learning, but that is still a reality. So it's true. Yeah. Can you um, can you tell me a little bit about you know you went through that training, you would have got your first job, um, mm. and been working as a developer. What was the aha moment for you? What was the yes, this was the right decision that I've made. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that before, and I it's it, I actually took myself back to the the Rails Girls um, uh, weekend I did, um, and just the amazing people I met there, who I still um, am in touch with with many of them. Some of them I've gotten to work with over the years um, as well. Um, yeah, I think it's just quite a different way of working or work environment to teaching um 
so that has been something I've really, really enjoyed. Um, and yeah. Oh, that's really good that's, though. Mm. Yeah, that change. So if someone's listening to this and they're considering changing careers like, mm. like you did mm. um eight years ago, what advice would you give them? I think particularly or maybe it's because I'm now I've been in the industry so long, there are so many different opportunities and roles within tech that it's not just about um, writing code and um, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, and so I'd say like try and like find people, talk to people that are in the different roles. Um, people are really but, generous with their time, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I really enjoy um, talking with people that, that uh, want to change careers or we've had, had some, we've had, we had a person at work who was a kind of a test analyst, moved kind of to be more technical tester um, and then wanted to also move into becoming, becoming a developer um, as well. So I helped with her with that. And it's just, yeah, it's great to be able to, to help people um, yeah, change things for themselves, I guess. But I, I would say, yeah, finding you're finding out about the different roles because there's so many different options. So you might not um, be into writing code, but you might be someone who's arty who get into you know design, for example. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. And thinking about the skills that you had that you brought from what you were doing before into tech, and those observations you've made of other people who have changed their specialisations, what what skills do you think um, are really important for people to develop no matter what they're, they're doing in the digital technology industry? You've talked a bit about enjoying people, so I'm guessing communication's a big one. Yeah, yeah, it's the, the working with people. You know, there are so many jobs uh, that outside of tech where, um, well, probably I mean most jobs really, where you do... You, you have a good time and you can do really well when you work well with others. So all the things, all the skills that um, you need to work well with others. So, you know, communication, empathy, um, yeah, um, I guess good. I was going to say negotiation skills, but that's not quite right. It's kind of like you need to be able to, I guess, compromise yeah. with with people, like get a, you know, get on the same page and, just yeah, so yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. It's probably I tend to use the word negotiation, but you're right. It really is compromise or consensus building. Yeah, skills. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just being yeah. a good, good person. Yeah, <laughs> nice. That is important, eh? Yeah. If you're an IT professional or aspiring to be one, we encourage you to check us out as New Zealand's only digital technology industry body who is focused exclusively on the people who work in this industry, we provide a range of resources, events, and networking opportunities to help you grow your career and stay up to date with the latest trends and technologies. Visit our website at itp.nz or flick us an email, info at itp.nz. So I'm gonna take us on a different tack now and ask you a completely different question. Um, if you could invent something to solve a really wicked problem, what problem would you want to solve? 
We're thinking about world peace would be a good one to solve at the moment. Right now, that's very topical. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I often think I'm not actually that creative. So the, the what I, I think I said earlier, or perhaps it was before we started recording, that I'm into surfing. So having having an app that like could 100% predict when the surf was going to be perfect, that would be fantastic. However, <laughs> the more I thought about it, it's like you can't you can't predict the weather 100%. No. So that would probably <laughs> never never be a thing. <laughs> yeah, I think about weather predictions. I live up the Kabuddy Coast. It's meant to be cloudy and drizzly today. It's clear blue sky and so Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're never right. No. So talking about technology and improvements to technology mm. and certainly in the space that you're in, and um, is there anything that you're excited about that's happening in the tech industry or um, things that you think have the potential to really change the way we do things? I think we've got to you know, talk about artificial intelligence when we, yep. we think about that. And I've probably from like movies, and things in the past, I've always I've had quite a um, uh, cautious or, or or even like scared kind of thoughts about AI. Um, but the this year, I think it's mostly been yeah. This year, I've, I've been to I went to a Wellington product tank talk, and I think watched a few other things where they were um, talking about it. And actually, it's I've decided it's not scary. Um, and in tech, we can we can utilize it a lot. So um, in the code editor, or the, sorry, the text editor I use at the moment, um, VS Code, they have an AI tool in there called Copilot. And you can like if you're really good at it, you can write write a comment and then get it to suggest it will suggest right. your code. Um, and the more files you have open of the similar kind of code that you want to write, it will go through, look through that and um, spit stuff out. So, um, I mean, you, you never want to rely on it completely because it doesn't get things right, but it does make things a lot quicker. Um, and so it, it's one of those tools that, that will just, yeah, make us all more um, efficient, productive. And I guess it'll, it'll evolve from just productivity enhancement to um quality enhancements as well I guess as it yes. gets trained better and the technology yes. gets better it'll yeah. be able to give you tips and tricks on how to yep. make your code more efficient nice. yes yeah yeah nice right I'm going to ask you my my quick fire questions now cool. if you had to choose between having a robot assistant running around after you or a virtual AI assistant taking all the pain out of your workload which one would you pick and why I think it would be the AI virtual assistant, yeah, um, and then, you know, taking, I guess, away the the more mundane um, manual processes would be great. They need to get a little bit sharper, though, than just making suggestions on how to write emails, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is always a controversial one that I ask people. What's the best tech gadget in your life? My the best tech gadget in my life is my Rip Curl GPS surf watch. So um, it records uh, my surf sessions, but uh, it also you can connect it into a um, site called Surfline, which is around the world, including New Zealand. 
And so, for example, uh, they they have a um, Lyle Bay is one of their surf spots, and they have a camera on Lyle Bay, uh, yeah. and it's uh, my watch will sync up my session, and um, then it will send me on my Surfline app the different my my waves basically, so wow. the recordings of them. So sometimes I get myself and I can see myself. I'm quite small because the camera's quite far away and it does pivot around. But um, yeah, I really, I really like that. I think that's the best answer anyone's given me. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love that there's tech mm. like that. Mm. So other end of the spectrum, what's the worst tech back gadget that you've bought? Oh, it's, yeah, maybe my phone and that, like it probably links to one of your next questions just because you can, um, it can suck up so much, um, so much time uh, with social media stuff these days. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that leads to that question. Do you doom scroll or do you shut it all down? I kind of do a little bit, I think, probably of doom scrolling. <laughs> But then shut it down. Like I, uh, I think probably during COVID, yeah, I was doing a lot more of that, and it just yeah sucked up so much time. So I try and shut it down. I wrote <laughs> I wrote a blog on Monday about having I had a digital detox in the weekend, so I wrote a bit of a blog Which, about it, and yeah. I'm amazed at how many people have sent me messages to say they're too scared to put their phone down and not pick it up. Wow, it's amazing how they. You know, we are so addicted yeah. to them now. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Um, mm. What's your top tech tip that you give to people? <laughs> um, <laughs> the one I possibly give people more often, well, quite a lot, is turn it off and turn it back on. <laughs> <laughs> like so the, I, I, the TV. Yeah, yeah I find, like my, my parents have a um, keyless car and I got a phone kick, phone call from... Um, my mother one day and they're like I can't start the car and I was thinking to myself well I don't know I have no idea what to do about you know press the button or turn it. it's not working so I was like thinking to myself I'm like well it's pretty much just like a computer now so I'm like okay get out of the car lock it go walk around the block and then mm. come and try it again and then it was fine magic isn't that funny <laughs> Sometimes tough, eh? But yeah, yeah. you're right. It's always a goodie. Yeah. And then my last question that I ask everyone is, what makes you happy? Um, my wife makes me happy, first and foremost, and then surfing. So I just had to get that out there in case she does listen to <laughs> in this. In case she does. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think in the in the tech world or in my work work world, it's the people I work with, but also I think, and this probably like the last few years is is helping people. And kind of that idea of of service, um, yeah, I get a lot of of enjoyment out of that, and seeing people kind of um, have things like make connections, whether it's helping them with some code, and they're like, "Oh, I get that now," or even connecting them with someone else that um, uh, provides you know some something great for them. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Libby, for joining me. I do love your story. I just I tell people all the time that there's a woman in Wellington who used to be a teacher who went to Dev Academy and retrained 
Um, and so it's fantastic to be able to hear it in your own words and for other people to be able to hear what you've done and achieved. So thanks for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you. It's always great talking with you. Here pai tōra. Thank you for listening. Join me at the next episode of Bridging the Gap.